God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, people of God. Welcome to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and this is another episode that's going to get you up and moving. I promise you to God. Hey, look, let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about why the purpose of your life as a man, specifically I'm talking to, is not working in your favor? I mean, have you ever really thought about why things are not adding up for you? Why is it that you believe God and you love God, but your life now is not presenting itself to you in God's way? Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about the prodigal son. We're going to look at it in detail in a way you've never looked at it before. And I know by faith, when you hear this podcast, whatever you're looking for, whatever you don't understand, whatever you need to know concerning your life is going to make sense. Because the name of this podcast is called Man's Life and God's Plan. Let me say it to you another way. The purpose of man and God's plan, how they come together to give you every answer that you want. So open your heart, grab your faith, listen with your ears. God's going to talk to you today concerning your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I am here today for my brothers. This is um, a power podcast, I would call it, because it is something that um, I just simply, I want you to think, if you know the word of God, if you study, if you read, if you've been to church anytime, many of you have probably heard of the prodigal son story about man that has two sons, one leaves and comes back home and his father's real happy to see him and he's ecstatic and he throws a party for him. That's basically the story. But tonight I want to just take the story and I want to read through basically most of it. And at the end of me reading this, I want to ask you brothers a question. Amen. So let me pray. And I want to pray and then I want to jump into this. Father, bless every man that's listening. Prepare his heart for revelation and truth. Prepare his mind for understanding and acceptance. Prepare his heart to move deeper in his life. I thank you. I rebuke every demon and spirit that would hinder the knowledge and the understanding of what we're getting ready to share In the power of God, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, brothers, the story is about the prodigal son. It's found in Luke 15, and I'm going to start with the very first verse, and it reads as such. This is Jesus talking. He said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me uh, my inheritance or give me my share of the estate, So the father divided his property between them, between the two sons. Not long after that, the younger son, the one who asked for his share, got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. 
after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who spent, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. He was hungry, brothers. Verse 17 says, when he came to his senses, he said, now, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I was set out to go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired men. So he got up and he went to his father. Hold on. We're almost done. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Then the younger son said to the father, I have sinned against you, father and heaven. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, notice that he didn't even talk to the son after the son had made his confession. The father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and some sandals on my son's feet. Bring a fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Glory to God. All right, brothers, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The question that I want to ask every male, every Every man, every individual that's listening, even the women, if there are any listening, you can grab this. The Bible tells us that the man had two sons. And the younger son said to the father, give me my portion of your will, of, of your estate. In other words, the father was supposed to die first before he divided up his property to his two sons. But the younger son, full of eager, full of selfishness, asked for his portion first. So the father obliged him and he gave him his portion. When he got his portion, he went off into a far country, got everything he had, and he spent his money on wild living. Some say he squandered it on women. And he gave up his money and became broke. After he became broke, that country that he was in dried up. It became famished. And this man, because he had spent all his money, he didn't prepare now to be in need. So when he became in need in his life, in a strange place, broke no money, he loaned or he rented himself out to be a citizen or a slave or a hired hand. Now, remember, he comes from a noble place. 
and he began to work and he was feeding someone's pigs and he desired to eat even what the pigs was eating. He wanted to feed himself what he was feeding the pigs. But the Bible says that nobody gave him nothing. They treated the pigs better than him. And then the Bible says that he said, after he came to his senses, I'll go back to my father's house and there I can find food and become one of his slaves and I can work and I can eat. So out of his desperation and his hunger, out of his need, out of his mistakes, out of his errors and his selfishness, out of the satisfying in his own desires, that is what drove him back home. And when he got home, he confessed to his father that uh, he had sinned against God, heaven and his father. And he was no longer worthy to be called his son. And the father didn't even address the statement that he made. But the father said quick to his servants, go and kill a fatted calf so we can celebrate Bring me a ring, put on his finger, put a robe on his back, some shoes on his feet. For the son that was dead is now alive again. And the one who was lost is now found. The question that I want to ask you. Did the father. Or why did the father. Celebrate. His son. Why did the father. Put a ring on his finger, a robe on his back, shoes on his feet and throw a feast. Was his father supporting his selfishness for leaving home? Was his father supporting his wild leave, his wild living, squandering his money, hanging out with loose women? Was his father now clothing him and empowering him for leaving home too fast for being premature in his departure I could even ask you was the father supporting him and welcome him back with love because now the son was just the youngest son Regardless of what you're thinking, the answer is no loving father will support you in your wrongdoing, undergird you when you're wrong. They won't do that because they know it sets you up for failure. This story, when we look at it the right way, is about a young son who had a call on his life. But he was raised in a righteous house, an estate, the Bible says, with a good father who had prepared his life to divide between his two sons. This young son now was the son of somebody who knew God, who heard the word, who had an experience in church. He had the Bible talk to him. He was righteous in his living. He understood the principles of God. That's why the house was so blessed. That's why the father now heard his decree and understood the things of God. See, sometimes people of God, the younger son, 
He left prematurely. Or did he? See, when you have a call on your life, when you understand things about yourself, had it been prematurely or maturely, people not going to always understand what you feel. God's not going to always reveal to somebody that's in your life what he's revealing to you about your life. And only until you get the faith of enough to ask for what you desire and what you need so you can make, watch this, your journey in your life. Notice the father did not deny him, but he gave to the younger son what he asked for because he understood, even though I know it's prematurely, even though I know it's not time for him to do what he's doing, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for or the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes people of God, men of God, people won't see the evidence on the outside that you hold on the inside of you. And the father blessed the young son and gave him what he asked for. When you have a call on your life, a purpose on your life, you have to be bold enough to make a request that everybody else is not willing to ask for. You have to be bold enough to make a decree when everybody else is willing and won't want open their own mouth. The father gave him and he went out and he wasted the money. The first part I want to talk about this is called the truth. The reason why he left home, the truth is, is that he knew in his spirit that life was calling him. The truth is he understood what good does it do to be in church your whole life full of the word, full of faith. But you can't leave the church. You, you won't answer God who calls you from within. That young son understood that there's more to life than a church life. He understood there's more to life than an unbalanced life. That too many people, too many men, too many great men, I see them all the time who love God, who go to church, who go to church to be in church. But they're afraid now to answer the call on their life. They'll talk to God in Sunday morning in church and worship, shout, jump, and they'll do all of that. They'll talk to God in the house of God, but won't answer the call of God on the outside. This young son said, I can't stay here no more. I venture to say to you that he didn't even understand what he was doing. And that's obvious because of the scripture. But he had the faith enough and the truth enough to go to the father and make a request. Many of you have not come into the understanding of your purpose in your life because you won't leave the house. Ah, it's only until you begin to do things outside of people's comfort zones until you understand what God is calling you to. Jesus himself never had a problem in life. If you read that Bible, the only problem that Jesus ever had and the first problem he ever had is when he decreed and declared who he was as the son of God. And then they said, kill him. See, he understood that he had to leave. 
He understood that people didn't realize what he was doing. They didn't even believe in what he was doing. But when the call of God comes on your spirit, it's not the call or the devil that you'll have to fight to answer the call. It's people around you that the devil uses to get you to keep your mouth closed. The first part of this podcast is called The Truth Concerning the prodigal son, the truth is, is that what does what good does it do to have a church life, to be full of the word, full of the spirit, full of faith, but have not tasted life. Even the Bible says that after Jesus got baptized, full of the spirit, the Bible says that God said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. And after he got baptized, he went off into the desert to be tested because the desert was the place of him leaving, going into a far country symbolism. Many of you will never understand the truth of what God is, the truth of God's word, the truth and faithfulness of what you believe in your relationship in God until you decide to do what the younger son did and he got everything that he owned and he answered the call and he walked out to experience life. Second part, I entitled the return. What brought the prodigal son back home? What made him come back to church? What made him get fed up and say, I understand now. The return, people of God, from you answering the call is ministry all in itself. He spent his money on while living. He spent his money on prostitutes and women. He spent his money on himself, selfishness, self-righteousness. But in that, he found himself in need. A lot of us are not coming into focus when it comes into our purpose because you have not found yourself in need. You have not become broke, and I don't mean financially, I mean broke because you need an answer, broke because you have nothing, broke because you've spent everything you've had, broke because you've done it your way. This man went out and he wasted his money on his flesh, on wild living, on drinking, on women, and he found himself in need. And when he found himself in need or he needed help, the, the whole atmosphere of the country he was in dried up. That symbolism, the meaning that he was actually empty in finances in the natural side. But then he dried up internally on the spiritual side. When he dried up externally and internally in his mind and in his spirit, in his pocket and in his understanding, he was dry. The Bible says that he then leased himself out as a servant. 
and he worked in low places so low that he desired to eat what the hogs ate. (laughs) Have you ever been there before? Because I have. I have. See, this right here is not necessarily you being homeless because you can have plenty of money and you can live in a nice house and still be desiring to eat what the pigs eat. What does that mean? What does it mean? He desired to fill his belly with what the pigs was eating. And the Bible says that he found himself face down in the hog pen. (coughs) And he came to himself. Here's where we get the return. Only until you have become low. Only become only until you have become low, only until you have literally dried up in your finances, in your external, dried up in your internal. And you're literally to the point where you will give yourself to anything just now to be filled. The Bible says that when he desired to fill his stomach, watch this people of God, no man gave him nothing. God will make people not give to you when he's trying to bring you into a place of power. No man gave to him. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you need help and you know people that has money, but they won't give it to you. They won't answer the phone. You go to the banks and they will tell you, no, I can't give this to you. I have been in a place in my life where I couldn't even get a job working at McDonald's and I went to school for, for management, fast food management and culinary. When God closes people's mouth. He will not allow you to be filled with nothing. Is it because he doesn't love you? No, it's because he's trying to bring you to your senses. Glory to God. To your senses. Because only your senses, your spiritual senses, will make you understand the return is needed. Hallelujah. So he gets up and he returns Back home, he returns back to the church. He returns back to a healing place. He returns back to where he has to face himself. He returns now to himself. And when he gets home, when he gets to his father's house, I entitled uh, this part The Power. His father saw him and mm, he ran when he saw his son coming back because he was looking for him. See, I don't care who you are and what you've done and how you feel. I don't care the distance that you have to go in your flesh, in your darkness, in your desire, in the hell that you're in. God is always waiting for you to come back because he knows exactly what that far country or that distant countries going to do to you. See, God is not insecure about who he is. God knows that nobody can love you better than he can. God knows that nobody can care for you better than he can. God knows that nobody can do anything for you better than he can because nobody created you. Only he did. So the father is looking out the window and the Bible says he saw him coming from afar off because God knows 
what your life is going to give you. See, sometimes God could have told the younger son, the father could have told the younger son exactly what was going to happen because the father was full of wisdom. But sometimes somebody giving you the answer don't help you. Sometimes there's some things that you have to go through in order to become who you are. Glory to God. You have to go through some things. And nowadays people now, all they want to do is go to the church and live a prosperous life. But watch this. This younger son, when he came home, the father, oh God, Put a ring on his finger, robe on his back, shoes on his feet and killed a fatted calf and celebrated him and said the one that was dead is now alive again. I got a question for you. He had two sons. This was the younger. So that means the other one was the oldest. If you keep reading in that story, you'll find out that the oldest son had an attitude because they was getting the party together and killing the calf and they were celebrating, baking cakes. And he said, what's going on? And one of the one of the servants said, your younger brother's back home. And he got an attitude. So you got one son that was lost out of the house. And then you got another son who's lost in the house. Why was the oldest son mad? Was he mad because he was jealous or was he mad because the younger son had enough faith to ask for what he didn't want to ask for or what he couldn't ask for or what he was afraid to ask for? Why did the father celebrate, cover the son with the cloak, authorize him with the ring? Prep him and, and put shoes on his feet and celebrate. Here we go. The son was getting celebrated when he came back home because for one, he put a ring on his finger, which means authority. He was giving the younger son the approval of authority, power. Because now the younger son had power in his life because he had the ministry of the word, the foundation of his home that he returned to. And he had the experience of life that he had to go through. There has to be a balance between what you have lived and what you have read. Jesus Christ once prayed, he said, he closed, the, he read the scripture and then he closed the book and he said, this day the scriptures have been, have been fulfilled in your hearing. He closed the book because he read the word of God and then he began to minister to them from his heart because he wanted to give them life experiences. He authorized his son because his son now had the power now to walk in the unknown. And come back home. He had the power now to know what it's like to ask for something that everybody else is afraid to ask for. He had the power now to go to a low place in his life and then know God would bring him back to a high place. Many of you don't have the authority in your life or the ring on your finger because you will not even leave the place to get the ring. You don't get the ring by staying in the house. You get the ring when you have left the house and you have made a journey. And it's taking you through changes, taking you through tests, taking you through trials, taking you ups and downs. They have broke you. They have left you with nothing but God. And then you realize, I understand who I am because the place that you have been in is so low until only that place brings you to your senses. He gave him a ring 
Because the power that he had now was the power not to just be full of scripture, but the power now to be able to go and redeem somebody else out of the hall pen that he had been in, away from the wild women he had been with. He had go and he had the power to rescue somebody from wild living and squandering their money because he himself had been in that dark place. And his father put a ring on his finger. And then put a cloak on his back. He covered him. Why did he cover somebody who chose to be naked? Why did the father cover his son who chose not to be covered no more by the father himself? He covered his younger son because everything that he had been through. He knew now how to cover somebody else while they're going through. See, if you've never been naked before, if you've never been exposed before, if you've never been low before as a man, you don't have the power now to cover somebody else because you yourself is still battling with being naked. Oh, glory to God. He covered him with a cloak because the son now Knew how to cover somebody else. He put shoes on his feet. Which symbolizes the preparation of the gospel. He cloaked his feet with shoes because the son now had been walking wayward for a while. He left walking wayward. He was with wild women wayward. He squandered his money walking wayward. See, the Bible says, for many are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. In order for you to be led by God, to know what it's like to walk in the light of God, you not to know what it's like to walk in your own light, in your own blindness, in your own stupidity, so to speak. He covered his son's feet with shoes because as naked and bare as the son's feet were, he still returned back home. And he killed a fatted calf. In other words, it wasn't about the barbecue. It was about the reason. It was about the sacrifice. He sacrificed an animal. Because he knew that his son would sacrifice himself because of everything that he had been through. Why did the father do everything he did, not because the son was right in what he did, but because the son now had power, because he had been without power. The son now had coverage because he had been uncovered. And the son now knew how to walk in the righteousness of God because he chose to walk in his own righteousness, which is the first step to finding God. If you're a man of God or you're a man and you hear the sound of my voice, I'm here to tell you tonight that you got to make the first step. And that is the truth. He left the house because he knew what he wanted and what he wanted, people of God, what the younger son wanted when he left the house. Watch this was not God. He wanted what he wanted. 
See, you don't get filled with God until you're honest with yourself about your heart's desire, your flesh desire, your cravings and your lust. Oh, they don't teach you this in church because they teach you you're going to hell and they teach you it's the devil. But the reality of it is this young man left the house because of what he wanted. And the father obliged him in it and gave him what he asked for so he could chase what he wanted. Second step is the return. You'll never get back to a place of truth until you leave that place to return to that place. Proof. Moses left Egypt to go to Midian for 40 years just to meet God and God tell him to go back to Egypt because that's where your life is. That's where your ministry is. That's where your calling is. Glory to God. And the third step. Power. You don't see the truth of your life and your ministry and your purpose until you go back to where you came from. And you minister to people about where you've been at. You now have answers that you didn't have before you left. You now have insight that you didn't have before you left. You now have revelations that you didn't have before you left. You know how power that you didn't have before you left. You know how to be compassionate people that you didn't have before you left. You know how to tell people where to walk, how to walk, and when to walk because you have been walking yourself and found yourself on the bottom. All of that came because this young son had the nerve, the goal, and the faith to ask the father, give me what I want. And the Bible says God will give you the desires, watch this, of your heart. Because until you've had the desire of your heart, you won't understand the full power and the desire of God's heart. And God's desire for you is to you to be full and empty of yourself, finished with yourself so God can fill you with his grace, his anointing and his purpose. Are you the first son, the oldest one who's mad because you see people who have been authoritized, covered and prepared with shoes to walk in their calling. Are you mad with them because they have the gall to ask God for something, but you didn't? Are you the son that's lost in the house? I realize in this powerful time that we're living in that many of people who are in the church are lost right in the church. And when they see someone come in off the street from another place and they see the power of God on them, they get an attitude with them and shun them and make things hard for them because they didn't have the nerve to ask God what they wanted. Just because you're in the house don't make you holy. And just because you're lost outside the house don't make you, <laughs> that don't make you unholy. See, everybody has a purpose and a path. I challenge you today, brothers. Look at yourself and be honest with yourself. If you have a desire for something, if you have a desire to leave, and that's leaving job, that's leaving anything that's going to cause you to go deeper in God. I'm here to tell you tonight. 
that the only way you go higher in God and with God is that you go lower or deeper in the earth. <laughs> you better think what I'm saying and you better take it for truth. God is waiting for you to come back home or God is waiting for you to leave home. But there's a ring as a cloak and some shoes with your name on it. And you won't be able to deal with the pigs like this younger son did until you learn to hang out with the pigs. You won't learn what it's like to be dry internally until a country, a place that you inhabit dries up so you can't get filled by nobody. You won't live, you know, you won't know what it's like to be hungry until you have actually sold yourself out for something that cannot satisfy you. You won't live, you won't know what it's like to have righteous living until you have experienced the taste of wild living. Ah, are you the prodigal son? Or are you the in-house son? Only you know the answer. And I encourage you today with the power of God. Make your choice. Because you cannot do the work of God and the will of God without your ring. You don't know how and you will not cover people until you have been covered yourself. You will not walk in a way of righteousness and light until you know what it's like to walk in your own skin and your own way and get lost. Hallelujah. Father, I bless you and I give you glory. I thank you for this time. I pray this helps, blesses, and directs somebody's life. We thank you, God. Realizing that the father did not celebrate the youngest son because he was foolish in his doing and he was irresponsible. He did not support that. But what the father did support and what he did celebrate the youngest son for is the youngest son had enough faith to be honest with himself. And God, we thank you because being honest with ourselves is the first step we take, God, to loving you and your people. In the name of Jesus, amen. People of God, men of God, women of God, whoever loves God, I pray this blesses you. I pray by the power of God that you take time to read that story and look at it in detail, what happened. And take your place in your life. And Jesus once told his disciples, whoever loses anything, I'll repay. I'd rather give up everything to have something with God than to have everything in the world and be without him. Because you can't help people until you understand the purpose of the plan for your life and God's plan for your life. Until we talk again, Minister DK, God bless you. Stay encouraged, stay empowered. But most of all, stay true to you. God bless you. People of God, that's going to do it. That's it. That's all. I pray that they heard. I pray your spirit heard what I was saying. Don't make life hard for you. Everything that you have in life is either a blessing from God or a distraction from the devil. God is hiding in your life. 
He's waiting in your darkness. He's looking for you to come back to him, but not out of the church. He's looking for you to take your journey, make your journey so you can find out how to help other people in their journey. Be strong. God bless you, people of God. Amen.